0: This is David Wilson, and welcome to Episode 4 of On Another Track. Welcome to On Another Track with me, David Wilson, exploring people and places from around the world. A podcast series that takes you where you've never been, and probably where you never want to go. We've now found out the coronavirus can survive 28 days in a lab. But on the flip side, could the BCG vaccine from 1921 save lives from COVID-19? And did you know that there are over 1,214 candidates running for the US presidency? What else could you expect from this liberated world in which we live in? On Another Track is talking to people that we can't meet with face to face. We use remote video technology and software to see what they have to say. Okay, um, the only other thing I was going to ask you to do, do you have a set of headphones or like phone, headphones that can plug into the side of the computer?
1: And you go, it's awesome barbecue sauce. Oh, oh, so you're shipping barbecue sauce? No, this is awesome barbecue sauce.
0: That's the voice of Laurie Rowe of Jordan Ridge Sauces. She talks to us about the challenges of having no cash flow, no market, and no branding, and how she managed to get those together in the very short space of three years here in southern Alberta. She also talks about the inspiration for her range of barbecue sauces, and how she's not only just made it to the local markets, but to the international markets via Amazon. I started our conversation by asking Laurie, why sauces?
1: Well, somebody started saying, oh, you're just saucy, and, and a few things like this, um, Jordan Ridge sauce is in, in, it doesn't limit the company, um, from expanding down the road. It also encompasses barbecue sauce, a dip and grill sauce. They're very versatile and I didn't want to pigeonhole it just as a barbecue sauce. So sauces, uh, also allows me to have Mrs. J's mustard as a part of it.
0: Ah, uh-huh, right. There's a method in the madness as they say.
1: Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So before we talk about your business, I want to paint a really nice picture of where you are, because I actually have an insight in in where you live in the world. But for listeners all around the world, where are you actually based?
1: We are based uh, just a little bit east of Black Diamond, Alberta. Uh, We're right at the base of the foothills. And what that means is we are about 45 minutes and we are right into those Rocky Mountains. And that means where the leaves are changing, where the elk are calling, where you can drive along Highway 40 and, and come across a grizzly bear crossing the road or a moose or a deer. It's a, a little piece of heaven right here in Canada.
0: Wow, just sounds absolutely idyllic. And you're not that far from Calgary, is that right?
1: We're about 45 minutes uh, from the south edge of Calgary, yes.
0: That's wonderful. I was going to ask you quite a controversial question, and I know this is that we've not really got into your sauces and what you actually make. But say you weren't um, making sauces, you were doing something completely different, but you did have a barbecue, you wanted a baste, a beautiful piece of Albertan beef. Who would you go for ordinarily if you didn't make your own sauces?
1: If I didn't have my own sauces, yeah, um, that's a hard question. I would probably say I would have to go to your uh, more traditional sauces, uh, as in traditional barbecue sauce. And so it would probably uh, something in a glass bottle, uh, something that fits easily into my fridge. That I'm not going to have a lot of it. But having tasted my own, which is a sweeter variety and a more u- unique variety. Uh, the other one's just pale into comparison now, David. So doesn't really answer your question.
0: I can understand that, but at least you're honest about it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, so typically, how long does it take for you to set a business up like this? You know, people that are listening, interested in a kind of, you know, a similar type of business, a food type of business. How long did it take you to really think of the ideas and then metamorphosize that into an actual business?
1: To actually do the physical setting up of a business, you need to allow six months. And and that's probably four or five hours a day, five days a week or six days a week uh, to set up the physical business. To, to nut down what you want your business to be is going to take much, much longer. I looked at many, many different things while I was contemplating retiring from a city police dispatcher from my career there. I looked at a lot of different things, and as somebody said, you'll know what's right when you open your wallet. And I, I kind of went by that guideline. I would have an idea, and I'd do my research, and for whatever reason, it would be, no, that's, that's just not right. It probably was a solid 18 months before I actually chose to open my wallet and invest my hard-earned money into, into this journey and this adventure.
0: Fantastic. And just out of interest, who inspired you? I mean, there was an inspiration on the way that made you think many, many years ago, I'd love to do something like that. What was it?
1: My entire family. We probably have a dozen businesses in my family, and I'm talking the Jordan, uh, the Jordan family from my grandparents down. My grandfather started his own business as a gunsmith. He had a, a gun club back in Ontario that uh, had a very strong membership. It went from there. My uncle had a woodworking business. My cousin does a dessert kitchen. Another one runs a farmers market. My brother is a carpenter. My Other cousin runs a guest ranch and does rides up into those Rocky Mountains. I have another cousin that runs a business up in Edmonton. We have businesses all over the place.
0: So it's definitely in the DNA then?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe it's because we don't take direction well from bosses.
0: (laughs) At this stage, I was keen to learn a little bit more about the business and where the inspiration came from other than just family. We also took a trip to Laurie's Preparation Kitchen, which was fantastic. And we saw the range of sauces that she currently does. And she hinted at some of the ideas for the future as well. OK, Laurie, we're just moving into your Preparation Kitchen. My goodness, what a big space you've got here. So tell me a little bit about the background to the business. So what really inspired you to create Georgian Ridge Sauces?
1: Originally, I was just going to import uh, uh good barbecue sauce from the States found one that was sweet and the harsher stronger barbecue sauces are are not what i gravitate towards and so i like a a sweeter one most of my sauces are are sweeter than the usual one which is is actually the niche that i'm going for i found a barbecue sauce that i had liked in the states and while i was looking at at bringing it in and of course then the the canadian dollar and the u.s dollar weren't quite at par anymore and then there was a tariff on bringing in condiments and and my nephew who's a chef said but aunt Lori, we have really good sauces in our family why don't you just make those and i went into my recipe box and uh, pulled out recipes that he was absolutely right the piquant is is a unique Sauce that it's sweet. It's made with nutmeg, which is quite unusual. Use it as a—it's my vegetarian sauce, but I use it on meatloaf of wow. all things. Um, and then I just built from there. Uh, took what our farm family recipes were, and and we built on it.
0: Fantastic. So we just got some sauces here today. We'll just a look at them. So again, remind us which one was your first sauce that you did.
1: That was maple campfire. It's made with real maple syrup, and again, that goes back to the roots. Ontario is great for maple syrup, uh, Quebec as well, and uh, started with the um, started with that maple campfire, a little bit of smoke, and that was to bring back the feeling of camping and and just a, a sweet goodness of family times.
0: Sounds wonderful! I'm, I'm salivating <laughs> at the mouth already listening to the ingredients. You should try
1: it on salmon.
0: Oh, wow. Seriously. Wow. So, so you basically started with that one. And when was that started? How long ago was the business started?
1: Just three years ago.
0: Oh, so very young. eh? My
1: first sale was Father's Day of uh, June in 2017. And that was at the local Millerville market. Um, Kudos to them. They've got an awesome farmer's market every year and a Christmas market as well. It's local. And uh, I wanted to promote local and help the local community as much as I could while they were helping me build my sauces.
0: And that's a really nice story to hear because you're giving back almost immediately, aren't you? That's the thing about doing the local markets. So if somebody was to set up a business like this, what do you have to think of? What's the logistics that you have to consider when putting a sauce together and trying to bring something to market?
1: I'm going to start with branding. Um, Branding is huge. For a long time, Driving down the road and, and we'd look at something and, and there'd be a, a truck go by with a logo on it or or a little slogan. And we would have this discussion in the car. Whoever was in there was like, what do they even mean? What, what does that mean? Hmm. Would you know what they're talking about if you say that? We originally started as Jordan's General Store. Okay. Um, back in 2017, we wanted to be a general store out of Black Diamond. And we would start with our sausage and have other local foods come in just like the old time general store in evening ontario where my aunt and uncle um, ran it and i used to work when i was 14. every one of my sauces they have a colored band on them it's a very plain logo um, with the red canadian maple leaf um, my dad was a, a juno beach veteran and a true true canadian but these bands they're colored bands. You can even if even if you don't remember the name of it, you can go in and go. Oh, it was the red one. The maple campfire has the red one, right? That's with the red, and it's got the maple syrup in it.
0: That's a really great idea because I remember as a kid, and I'm gonna. I've already mentioned Glasgow <laughs> before in my podcast, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I used to remember I'd know the different routes of the buses in the city centre of Glasgow because each one had a distinctive colour. So I knew the one that was green went to Easter House. The one that was yellow went to Paisley. The one that was blue went to the north of Scotland somewhere. And so you're absolutely right King in on that visual colour recognition that humans have. It's very easy. You don't have to understand the labelling necessarily. You might like the taste of the green one or the yellow one or the, the, blue, <laughs> the, the blue one. Uh, but it's a great visual indicator and it's good when people can make that choice very, very quickly. Now, in terms of practical things, do you have to, can you make these in your own kitchen or do you have to get a manufacturer to manufacture them or do you have to have a commercial kitchen? What are the options?
1: I went just about immediately to a commercial kitchen because if you're doing it in your own kitchen, um, then you're limited to a farmer's market. I knew that I wanted to do farmer's markets to start, but I also knew that I wanted to do it right the first time. And so I immediately went to a commercial kitchen, looked at several in the area. I chose uh, the Turner Valley Legion. A lot of people don't know this. The Royal Canadian Legion is closed throughout the summer, most of them. So they have no income. And so by me being able to rent the kitchen at a time that I needed to do production, it also gave them an income and it paid their bills. And I thought it was a really good fit. And it's local.
0: And again, that's paying back into the community, isn't it? It's a fantastic way to do it. Now, I've discovered something new today. I didn't (laughs) know that. And of course, we have the legions back in the UK. And again, they're all kind of quiet during the summer as well. (laughs) Something we'd spread around the world, couldn't we? So, 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 talking a bit, a little bit more about the type of sources that you have here. So, you, you started off with that first one. Remind us of the name again. With the
1: Maple first... campfire sounds
0: wonderful. I can just smell it now. <laughs> so, what was the next one? Did you, did the next one come about because it was an idea from the? cookery book that you had as a family or was it due to demand from people making requests what, what how did it come about the next one
1: i went to a, a more traditional line a smoky smoky and these are dip and grills um the difference so i have a maple campfire and then the smoky smoky um and then the piquant and then mrs J's mustard the dip and grills, um, the reason they're different from a traditional barbecue sauce is, is as I tell my customers, it's not glub glub. Mm-hmm. You put it in a dish and you brush it on. Got oh, you. Yeah. And so it's, it's got a lot more flavor. Um, it's made with uh, wholesome ingredients and, and farm recipes. It's made with things that you've got in your own kitchen. There, there's nothing you can't pronounce in it, um, which I'm quite proud to say. There's a lot of things you look on labels and you go, I have no idea what that is. I hope it's good for me. Oh,
0: my. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was one of the kind of ethos of your kind of your business really was not just about giving back traditional values, but wholesome product as well.
1: It has to start with taste. Um, Our motto is a solid tradition. And by that, I'd like to invoke that it's a it's a tradition. It's a farm family. It's something that you're proud of, that you're able to recommend because you know it's good. It's like a, a grassroots project. And these are all things that, that we're getting back to our roots. We're getting back to baking bread and, and doing things out of our own kitchens again.
0: If somebody asks you for a particular flavor or you think, oh, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. From inception, the idea... And then getting it onto the shelf, how long does that generally take in this sort of business?
1: A long time. Okay, I'll say I'll say a long time because I started with my kitchen recipes that made maybe two cups, mm-hmm. or or I might have made a, a four cup because it's a family large recipe, but going from a four cup to a four gallon pot, which is my upsized recipes, to a recipe that is going to get you a 100 cases is you can't just any any good cooks out there no you don't if you're doubling a recipe you don't double the salt because you're going to have way too much salt in there and so everything you had trials and trials and trials and I'm going to skip forward a little bit to um my high class low carb it's Uh a it's a keto friendly Mm -hmm. yeah Um, it's low carb it's um one carb per tablespoon and the 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 reason i'm jumping forward to it is that what worked as my two cup recipe and i thought it would be an easy one but it wasn't a lot a lot of things Um, went from my two cup to my four quart and it was okay. I found that it was starting to, after a while, it would start to separate out a bit at the larger quantity. I went, hmm, okay, this isn't good. But by cutting back on the liquid again it's solidified over time and now it's marketed as it's thick and it sticks it's a, a multi-purpose low-carb barbecue sauce that's keto-friendly diabetic friendly it's vegetarian you can use it as a pizza sauce you can use it on a cauliflower crust um, put it into a, a pasta salad. There's so many different ways that you can use it, but it's good and bad. It's not traditional.
0: And so why do you think is keto become so popular in your opinion? What is the thing is it kind of keying in
1: on? Keto is is working because people don't have to eat a certain food at a certain time. They don't have to eat three ounces of this and they can only have this on this day, and they can 't have if all of a sudden they just blueberries are in season on other diets they can 't have blueberries because it 's too much a natural sweetener where keto you pick what you 're going to eat and just be aware of how many carbohydrates you 're putting into your diet and and the thing about my high-class, low-carb is that most of the keto-friendly, no-sugar barbecue sauces out there, I kind of say they're made with sawdust, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which really isn't complimentary. We started with taste. Being low-carb is just a byproduct. It's just a, a, a good little checkmark we can have. Um, but we started with taste. And just because you are on a diet, just because you're watching what you eat, or just because as a diabetic you need to be aware of of what sweeteners there are or or what you're eating doesn't mean that you can't have good food. And that's that goes back to those farm recipes that everybody ate well. They they worked hard, they slept well, they ate well, and there's no reason to deviate from that even today.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. When I think back as a kid, you know, when we had fresh bread or when we had fresh produce, we had no reaction to it. It was just mm-hmm. great. It was feeding not just our stomachs, but our soul. But what I find now in my personal experience, is there's so much manufactured produce now and you don't know really what you're getting. So really, how do you, from your perspective, how do you make sure the quality of the materials that you're putting into the sauces is up to the check mark that you expect? How do you go about that process?
1: Well, my grandparents can't be wrong is is one thing. Um, yes, we have new improved methods and, and you know commercialized machines and things like this, but they're basic ingredients that you have in your kitchen. If anybody said, I really like this sauce, they could probably make it in their own kitchen quite easily, or it might be Aunt Joan's recipe that's very close to it. There's nothing highfalutin in them. It's starting with normal stuff.
0: And simple, but but perfect in many ways. Solid tradition. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the other range of sources that you have that are available.
1: So our maple campfire, and then we've got our smoky smoky, the Mrs. J's mustard. It's a mustard sauce, but you can also leave put it on pork sausage in the oven. Every one of these sauces are versatile. It's not like you have a peanut sauce in the in the door of the fridge that you only use if you're making spring rolls. Every one of these can be used as a dip. They can be used for grilling. They can be used for brushing on your roast before you put it in the oven. They can be used in stir fries. So the. Cont is the next one. It's it's quite unusual. Um, it's a nutmeg dry mustard base. It's got a bit of a zing to it. But the foodies in the world, this is the one that they go for because it's the unusual one. The taste buds kind of come alive with that one. Again, it's very basic ingredients and farm family recipe. I
0: have to admit something here. My favorite is the jalapeno. I love <laughs> it. I could you could give me a case today and I'd pay lots of bucks for it. It's fantastic. How did that one come about?
1: Our sweet jalapeno. I had a barbecue sauce that I'd liked, and, but it had the high fructose corn syrup in it. And that wasn't something that I wanted to pursue. It's not something that I was comfortable selling to people. Worked away at a recipe and worked away. And then once I had a recipe that I thought was was okay, then I took it to a food scientist. And he went through and and said okay let's change out this for this let's put this to this and we put it down to more raw ingredients which was the whole idea it's not as easy to make because there's you know not just four or five ingredients anymore but i also know that it's a better product and it's still that sweet jalapeno we call it a sweet heat with a bit of an afterburner it's not like your hot sauces that burn in and might burn out But it's for those people that like jalapeno, but they don't want to just burn their mouth. They want the taste and the flavor. And it is sweet and sticky and chicken and ribs are, oh, they're my go-to for that.
0: (laughs) Just the best. I'm going to heartily recommend it, I shall say. But um, what are the other couple of sauces that we still have on the list that we haven't
1: talked about? Okay, I've got a sweet barbecue. Um, The sweet barbecue and the sweet jalapeno, they come in a 12-ounce glass recyclable jar uh, the reason I went for twelve ounce is that they're just a, a little bit bigger, um, and they're they're made for doing chicken and ribs with a bit left over for dipping, um, and good enough for several meals for a family. The other one we haven't touched on is my newest one, and I'm so proud of it. It's an original Canadian recipe. This one it's called guilt-free jalapeno
0: that sounds like it would apply to me I, like
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> I took the sweet jalapeno and i nutted it down even further um many many emails and consultations with the food scientist because i wanted to do it right any sauces out there that say that they have no sugar in them they have an aftertaste that that's cranky if you're going to eat food make it good stuff. Mm -hmm. So the guilt-free jalapeno, um, I used a sweetener with coconut oil and MCT oil. I started with crushed tomatoes, which gives it a little bit of a tomato base on it. And then of course added fresh jalapenos. This is a sweet heat. Well, not as sweet as a sweet jalapeno. It's it's a a jalapeno, but it sneaks up on you. You kind of taste it and you go, yeah, that's okay. There's lots of, of flavors here. It tastes good. And then your mouth heats up a little bit and you go, ooh, there it is. It's my vegetarian and it's vegan. The one gram of sugar is a natural sugar that's in there from the coconut oil. It's a little bit of a spicy taste, but it's one that I'm really, really proud of. It's low calorie, it's gluten friendly. You can abide by all the different rules that you want to have or that that you choose to abide by. And it's still going to have taste because that's what farm family recipes are like.
0: And that, that's a great option for people who are on restricted diets who really mm-hmm. do want to be guilt-free because you know yourself it, the sugar is one of those things that a lot of people crave, especially in North America and Canada. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you know, it's a great thing to be able to have an option. And that's it, a choice. Still have that great flavor, but do it without guilt. And I, th- I think doing it without guilt is wonderful. You know, we have enough guilt in this world. What's been some of the biggest challenges do you find starting your own business? You've been three years into it. There's been the highs and lows. What can you tell the listeners? What are the, the kind of roadmap that you would sort of give them to maybe help somebody who's interested in doing a similar business to get started? What would you do in terms of some suggestions?
1: I would say, A, find a mentor. Find somebody um that has already been down this path and in the industry for some weird reason it's kind of like oh well I've got a really good printer but I don't want to tell you about that person I don't see why not um the other thing is go local if you can go local our bottles are shipped out of Montreal a canadian supplier our labels are out of Okotoks um we have a, another company out in BC if we need large quantities of labels everything that you can source that's local is a pat on the back and it's a pay it forward. It means that the local guy that you're supporting is one step further to success. That's and really important. It's yeah. hugely important, mm-hmm. especially right now.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And if there was any lesson that you have learned actually starting your own business, what's what's the one thing you would say to anybody embarking on any type of business? Now you've been a businesswoman and entrepreneur in Canada.
1: Your brand is paramount and i can say that with all honesty because i did rebrand i started out as as jordan's general store which is what the website uh, conveys i've changed it to jordan ridge sauces there was a ridge behind my grandpa's place it didn't pan out the way I wanted it, but it's tuck and roll. And, and you go and you do what needs to be done at the time. And by rebranding to Jordan Ridge Sauces, it was a huge undertaking. But I also know that my brand is crisp. It's clean. People will recognize it. And just because it's a good idea to you, go ahead and ask 28 people. The person that you dislike the most, you ask them for their feedback because they'll be brutally honest with you. Asking your friends, do you like this? They're going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 I didn't ask if you like me. What do you think of this? The more people that you can ask about it, see what your competition is. If you don't know what competition is out there, then you're not going in fully informed. Entrepreneurs have, have a steep road ahead of them and it, it's pretty big slugging. And when you get really, really down and you go, what am I doing? And you go, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Then do you know what? Phone a friend. Phone somebody, get your little network of, of people that are just fledgling entrepreneurs as well. And the other thing that I would say is, is pick who you want to be down the road. And, it, and it's kind of like you're a little chicken, you've just been born and you look around and you go, wow, this is really cool, I'm doing really good. I got really good little feathers here and stuff. And then you go, holy man, look at that rooster. That is what I'm gonna be when I grow up and be a real company and a big company. That's what I'm going to be. It's a business. So every year you reassess, you set aside time, whether it's a middle of January, snowstorm, but make it every year and you reassess and you put what did you accomplish this year and, and did you meet the goals that you wanted and what's your one year, three year, five year game plan and can you do these? Has things changed? It, it can't be a static business plan. It has to be, or game plan, I guess, um, it has to be that tuck and roll because you never know what's going to come at you. And I've been so fortunate to have several really, really amazing people that have come forth and said, can we put your sauces as as like a Father's Day giveaway for Delawry Group? And um, can we do a stampede giveaway um, for Brookfield Properties? And these things are the things that go, do you know what? My little sauces—they taste good, and they are good.
0: At this stage, we took an opportunity to move back into the studio, and I wanted to find out what was in the pipeline for Jordan Ridge sauces and what the challenges were as a female entrepreneur in the current business environment. So, um, in terms of the ambitions for the future, within terms of products, you've got your sauce range, you've got the mustard. What else is on the kind of horizon here? I like to let it at the back.
1: No, I wouldn't like to let it out of the bag right now. I haven't nutted it down. I haven't completed the research and on anything you have a seed of an idea and then it kind of percolates a bit and and you kind of go back and forth. I will say that one of my sauces in particular, if I take out a few of the ingredients that aren't as necessary, and uh, it has been used as a meal enhancer for canines.
0: Well, that's certainly something different, isn't it?
1: So it's totally outside of my box. It, it, uh, it's a whole different avenue. I'm doing my research and every time I'm in somewhere, I go, oh, really? This is something. Or I look at all the competition and try and make that idea evolve until you are solid with it. And once you're solid with the idea and, and where you want to go and, and just how you want to do this, then when it's ready to, to ramp up, you're full on.
0: So one other thing I wouldn't mind asking as a lady entrepreneur, um, do you have any, any recommendations for other ladies that are interested in getting into business? You know, maybe some of the pitfalls or where, you know, you've got to think ahead um, as a woman.
1: There's a lot of pitfalls. You can have a great product. You can make as many calls as you want. You need to network. You need to get out there and talk to your friends. There's been a group of us that that get together either singly or two or three of us uh, all the way for, for quite a while now. And we'll sit down and the emails are back and forth on, oh, I've heard about this. Have you heard about this learning link? There's a new hour course on how to increase your Instagram followers all of these little nuggets that we freely pass on and as, as a sounding board i think i talked to you about having a mentor and that could be eight people and on anything you listen to all eight of their opinions ask them what they think listen to all of those and then you nut it down yourself cuz it's their opinion but it's your product and it and it's how you're going to have to move forward with it. So take everybody's advice and then do what you need to do.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a fair comment, actually. And is there anything you would change over the last three or four years since you started the business? Would there be a different route that you would take in terms of thinking, oh, my goodness, that came out of left field. I didn't expect it.
1: Oh, man. Well, first of all, if I was to do this again, I would like to be about four inches taller because reaching those top shelves <laughs> are really an issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. That, that's been a lifelong thing actually, but <laughs> it's
0: true. <laughs> well, that that might be the next product, you know, shoe extenders for entrepreneurial people. You know, <laughs> fantastic, love it. <laughs> but in but 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 the point being, I suppose, is there a, a different route that you would take when you came to those Y junctions, the left or the right? You know, was there something significant that you could tell the listeners that's worth looking out for?
1: Whenever I come to a a, a Y in the road, as you say. Is my business going this way or is my business going that way? I would say the best advice that I could say to any entrepreneur is that it's a business. It is not your income, your bank account. Every year I do inventory at the end of the year. I do uh, year-end minutes, which felt really dumb with no income and you know six months under my belt doing a end of the year minutes but I wanted to keep it on track that I summarized what my current year had happened both financially and what had come my way or what hadn't. I also do a one year three year five year game plan and that gets assessed every year because when you're doing your minutes, for your, your meeting, you take the, the time and, and you look at it. Everything you do has to be made as a business decision. You can't rule it with your heart. You can follow your instinct and you can go, do you know what? this is? This really feels right. But unless you've actually got the good business decision to back that up, think long and hard about taking that road.
0: Great advice. Well, thank you for that. Now, just in case if anybody's local to Southern Alberta or uh, near Calgary or on the way to the Rockies on holiday, where can people find your product line? Is it available both you know, locally and possibly online?
1: It's available online at uh, jordansgeneralstore.ca. Um, it's available in the Black Diamond Country Food Mart. So if you're just cruising through and want to grab some barbecue sauce um, on the way out camping, Uh, because the campgrounds are all still open, Uh, that would be good. I have my high-class low-carb on Amazon uh, in Canada, and I've got two other ones, the Smoky Smoky and the Maple Campfire. I'm just in the process of getting the uh, guilt-free jalapeno on there, which is another low-carb spicy offering so it's got a little, little bit of a zing to it.
0: And um, lastly but no means least um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you how can the listeners uh, you know uh, contact you?
1: The best way is by email. I'm at the point in my company that I still have a real job a couple of days a week. Uh, there is a link on the website or uh, just jordan's general store at gmail.com.
0: And the website address again if you don't mind.
1: That's www jordansgeneralstore.ca. And I have to mention Jordan is J-O-R-D-A-N. In in historical records, they've spelt it wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, is that right? Well, there yes. you there's an opportunity for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you and I want to thank you for your time and your insight into being an entrepreneur in a very, very small business, but it sounds like a very, very lucrative and very successful business potentially.
1: It amazes me how my little sauces are, are growing and they have a, a, a good following. I'll make one comment about my piquant. It's the dip and grill and, and it's kind of a, a spicy uh, vegan one. It's for the foodie one. I have in my sales over Christmas, it is my least bestseller, but it's also the most repeat buyers
0: that i have that's interesting isn't it
1: yeah very cool well there very we cool. are they come looking for it
0: well we can't say better than that they come looking for it that's the important thing repeat business okay laurie thanks again for your time it's much appreciated take care
1: you bet thanks david
0: you've been listening to on another track with david wilson my guest today was laurie Rowe of jordan ridge sauces awesome barbecue and dip sauces for great taste all year round Remember, there are more conversations coming up in the series. Just look out for On Another Track with David Wilson on your local podcast platform and subscribe. This has been a BritCAM production for Urban Aspect Incorporated, keeping us safe on the roads of North America.